0: It wasn't spammy and it was truly like a call to action, like, hey, you have a million followers and uh, even if a quarter of a percent of them paid you 10 bucks a month for your fitness videos, like that's that's what as, as Vic says, that's that's wealth gap shifting money at scale. And um because a lot of even though people are famous, they're not necessarily rich. Sometimes
1: they're broke.
2: This is the Be Helpful Podcast, where conversations with budding entrepreneurs prepare you for the wild journey of building a business or side hustle. Today I chat with the founding team of TipSnaps, Lionel Dujay and Vic Badi, two Black founders who have built an incredible passion economy platform that allows creators to get paid by their audiences rather than advertisers. In our conversation, we dive into the challenges of fundraising as a quote-unquote non-traditional founder and how that affirmed their mission for creating an inclusive space for all creators, but specifically Black creators, especially because they typically do not financially benefit from continuously shaping our culture on most of the mainstream platforms. This is an incredible conversation, just like all the others, but I think this is a great way to wrap up season three. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. All right. Today, I have the co-founders of Tip Snaps, Lionel Duje and Vic Boddy. How's it going, guys? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I'm good, man. I'm good. I got uh it's hot here in Chicago, but uh the sun had a good day at daycare, so I can't complain. I complain. there
1: you go. There you go. But yeah, that's kids are good, family's good, that's a blessing. So we're good.
2: Awesome. So I'm I am i will do like a brief like poor man's version introduction of tip snaps and then I'll let you guys kind of take it, whichever one. Um so tip snaps is um it it helps creators. Monetize their content, point blank. I think I saw in an interview earlier. um, Lionel said, "It's it's you know the idea came from Instagram with a paywall. So if you create content, the whole point for Tipsnaps is for you to be able to monetize and not have to wait for some algorithm or some type of advertising deal to be able to to monetize your 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 content. How'd I do?
0: (laughs) Pretty good." pretty good there's there, there's there's now i think as as uh social media continues to evolve the creator economy which is you know basically the tech um categorization of where we we play as that evolves there's a lot more nuance there's a lot more niching there's a lot more specificity but overall the idea that you know the literally hundreds of millions of creators that fuel the you know you know, four hundred billion dollars social media industry. The fact that they should be kind of more equitably getting some of that money, you know, uh, I think that's that's um that's the general concept.
2: Awesome, I I, I love that because and we've talked many times. I'm very passionate about this too, um, kind of with my own business. You know, we're in this world where, um, and you tell me if you agree everything shifted from trying to monetize people's attention and all the money came from advertising. And I think that there's a shift that you guys are doing along with other platforms in trying to monetize your value, monetize what you make. And I love the fact that you guys are emphasizing and really focusing on the people of color, African-American community specifically because we tend to drive culture a lot.
1: Yeah. You, I mean you hit the nail on the head that that, you know, we kind of recognized it pretty early on, and Lionel can attest to this very early because we we were really <laughs> founded right in the really early infancy of, of the creative economy um, in 2016. And you kind of saw it really early on that black and brown creators weren't doing as well as their white counterparts and it wasn't because their content wasn't as good matter of fact the content was great because it was driving like you said driving the culture um it's getting a lot of likes but what we saw was that the platforms themselves were had these algorithms built in and it was it was really difficult for black creators to get to the same status level as far as likes as far as brand deals as far as um, just kind of the social media accolades that creators and influencers look look for. It was harder for them to get there, and so recognizing this and recognizing that there is this big gap, and the gap was growing. Uh, I guess we could call it a wealth gap in the creator economy. We saw it growing, and particularly it was along gender gender. I mean, excuse me, gender and racial lines. We 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 understood that there was a we we as black black people we need to kind of work with each other and try to build each other up, and so we kind of leaned into our mission to support black and brown content creators. Now, again, with with diversity, equity and inclusion aspects of things, it's sometimes assumed that it's exclusionary, like you're excluding people because we get some folks saying, well, you know, are you just focused on black creators? Like, no, we're focused on all creators. But what we're doing is we're just making sure that black and brown creators understand that they have a home here and that they can come here and be free to create their content like everywhere else. And they'll have a fair place to kind of operate outside of other social media platforms that really kind of dictate and um, dictate those things for the crowd instead of allowing creators to compete for their fans and and also compete for their money.
2: Yeah. No, that's awesome. I love that. So so before we kind of dive into kind of where the idea came from, how did you guys start the business? As you guys know, this podcast is, is a balance of inspiration but also tactical so like how do we give people like those nuggets on what's going to help them tomorrow with with their business but talk to me a little bit about how the business works right you know i understand i'm going to charge for my content but is it any type of content is it photos is it audio um you know what can i do on tip snaps
0: great question um so yeah, you said it earlier earlier, Instagram with a paywall. So I mean, it's a social media site. It's a mobily optimized website. It is not an app. We stay out of the app stores intentionally because if we worked within them, our business model wouldn't work. and we'd have to pay like a 30% tax to Apple and Google's payment processing isn't great either. I'll get into more into that later. But it's a mobile website where you as a creator, can in within a few seconds, obviously for free, set up your profile, upload content, set your monthly subscription price. And then now you have your unique link that has, you know, tip Tipsnap slash whatever your username is. You take that link and you share it across your incumbent social media platforms. So your Instagrams, your TikToks, your Twitters, wherever you're at, Snapchat. We are not replacing those platforms. What we are doing is we're saying you have 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 1000 or even 500 followers a fraction of, of those followers would pay you money on a monthly basis to see exclusive content across any niche right we could be in hair and beauty we could be in fashion we could be in music athletics whatever it is fitness travel um, home and garden whatever your content is about just hoping for CPMs like like a fraction of the ad revenue from YouTube not monetizing at all on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok. That is not equitable, right? Like, great, maybe you'll get a brand deal if your engagement metrics are really great on Instagram. Maybe a brand will reach out. Maybe they'll answer one of your DMs or emails so that you could get paid from them to promote their product. We're not saying stop that, but you know what's guaranteed? At least anywhere from one quarter of a percent to 1% of your fan base will subscribe to you at $10 a month, at least once and then from there it's up to you to ensure that your content is engaging so that they resubscribe. And so what we say is everybody's a creator whether it's 100 followers or 100,000 followers or 100 million followers it would be great to get one of those creators on TipSamps. but yeah effectively we have a couple other transaction types so we have the monthly subscription which is the most common way that creators make money. They set up a they set the price 10 bucks a month, they have their content, they say hey, I've got I, I do hair and beauty. I do tutorials on YouTube. I've got the one minute video here on YouTube, but if you want the full 10 minute video, you got to subscribe to my tip stamps. Podcasters can also host content on tip stamps, right? It's just audio, photo, videos, whatever it is. You, we, we host it. It's hosted on tip stamps. We also have the one-off tip. So like you as a fan could say, hey, I just want to, I want to pay you for this specific hair and beauty tutorial. You never, you never kind of showed us how you did that. You could do that. And what's really innovative and it's our third transaction type and we haven't seen it in market is we we allow crowdfunding for content. And I'll dive really deep into that because that's really innovative. It's really huge. But basically, fans could get together before the creator even knows about Tipsnaps and they could say, hey, we want to we want to put $50,000 in a pot and request this specific piece of content from any creator on the Internet. And they don't have to be on TipSnap. So that's really innovative as well. So so from the creator standpoint, the primary way that creators make money, they set, they upload content, exclusive content, they set their paywall price and their fans come subscribe to them through their existing channels. Like they click link in bio, they see tipsnaps, boom. Okay, but then then the other piece is fans are, and obviously fans come and subscribe. Um, But then the other piece is fans are like, you know what? I actually may not wanna subscribe to this person instead. I just wanna to get together with like 50,000 other fans and offer them a buck. And that's $50,000. Will, know, will this hair and beauty creator collab with this other person? Or will this dunk contest happen between these two dunkers? Or will this music collab happen between these two musicians? So we'll get more into that. We actually call that tip pools, but that's hopefully a, a, a real kind of broad view on how the product works.
2: No, that's awesome. And I'm 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 really excited to talk about Tip Pools because when you first told me about it, my mind kind of blew up a little bit. Cause I was like, oh, you basically took the whole game of if someone paid you a million dollars, would you do this? And you made a business out of it. <laughs> and that's kind of the coolest thing in the world. And, and 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 like you said, I think it is very innovative because we really don't have that today. Um, and I think, again, with with the focus on black and brown creators that, again, we've got the receipts, tend to drive culture, I think that there's just a really unique opportunity to kind of explode the market with that. Um, okay, yep. but let's rewind a little bit. Let's rewind a little bit. How'd you start? What was the first action?
0: Okay, um, so... So, so my, so my background is, you know, computer science, engineering, uh, Vic's a microbiologist by training, PhD. I will probably get into backgrounds a bit, but um, you know, how we started was I've always worked enterprise jobs at big companies, big fortune 500s. I never felt like I was doing anything very innovative, you know, just kind of taking orders from, from maybe folks who aren't necessarily on the edge of technology. Because, you know, if you're working for a big pharmaceutical, they're good at making pharmaceutical drugs. They're not necessarily great at inventing the next like really good consumer web app, right? Um, and so I just kind of got frustrated. I did, I had ideas and I felt like I, I was never really getting them out there. And I saw people that I just, you know, I just saw a ton of people like going for it. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go for it. So this is 2016. I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm seeing kind of everyday people go from 5, 10, 15,000 to 100,000 followers. And I'm like, this is happening in mass. This isn't just one or two people. This is like millions of people. And back then link in bio promoting something that just wasn't really happening across the board back in 2016. So I said, okay, I need to build an Instagram with a paywall. I need like, like, this is a huge opportunity. So nights and weekends started coding, um, in this room Started building, um, you know, we got to a good MVP in March of 2017 and we launched. Um, so the first action was, I think the first action was really just being diligent and saying it's time to build. And it took a while, right? Like, and and I'm not going to say I, I had no experience. It's, I'm not going to sell some kind of pipe dream and say, hey, you know, anybody could scale a, a I'm not saying don't follow, but, but I definitely had the formal education. I don't think you necessarily need the formal education, but that helped me. Uh, and then I had the formal kind of like, I guess, uh, you know, real world kind of enterprise experience, which I think definitely helped, right? There's no denying that um because because i don't come from a place of privilege uh i wasn't going to just go in with the pitch deck to a bunch of venture capitalists and say hey give me give me 10 million dollars to go hire an agency or a bunch of developers to build this i don't know anything about that i I had no experience there so just started building and then i guess the, the the probably critical action after that was like hey how do we how do we acquire users and back then you could dm a person with a million followers and you may get lucky and they may respond and that's what we did. And so we got one, we've got one fitness trainer who had a million followers and she joined tip snaps and started making money. And then there was a net, there was a network effect where other fitness trainers and creators were like, what is that? What's that thing you're talking about? How you're how do you make money? How does it work? And back then again, that wasn't really a thing. So yeah. that that's kind of how it started. And then to to bring Vic into it, you know, fast forward a few years, Vic and I have known each other for, for, for almost a decade. Um, he's got incredible leadership, incredible business savvy, he's worked on a lot of biz desk stuff, but also his experience at the FDA. He literally led DEI, uh, the DEI um, um, group at FDA. And um, based off our mission, it was like a perfect kind of marriage for for co-founder. Um, so Vic came in on in 2020.
2: Awesome. So, So I'm curious, Vic, what was it like for you coming in 2020 and kind of joining kind of this vision, this 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 train that's already going, I'm, I'm curious, what was it like to to, to join Mid Midflight?
1: It, it was it's probably one of the easiest decisions I've ever made because I like I've known Lionel a long time and and Lionel's not a braggart. so Lionel had tip snaps rolling in the background. I mean, users, it was it was making money, it was it was just doing well, and. When we would kind of discuss, you know, because we're talking about our entrepreneurial goals and we're like working, we're like doing this literally meeting every Friday. And I'm, and we're just talking every Friday for hours about what we need to do, what we need to do. And, you know, he's telling me about what was going on with tip snaps. And, and he's telling me some of the kind of, the, I can't say like weak points, but some of the weak points where, where you know, I'm looking and I'm like, yeah, man, I can help with that because that's my skill set. Some of the like building teams, um, you know, organizational culture, like the direction, like where we're going. That's what I do. at Yeah. Like I manage stuff. Like I manage a bunch of people. I, I mean, I'm currently I have 11 employees like I know how to drive teams, get people going. And I know how to like establish culture within an organization to kind of build out the world from there. And I recognize that Lionel's a builder, a tech builder. He does that really well. And it's just like, well, and, and so he, he just pretty much came to me said, man, would you would you want to jump on to help me with some of this? And I said, hell yeah, let's let's go, let's let's do it because you know for me, I've never when Lionel says something's happening in tech, it's happening. He has the receipts to prove it. He's been right. I can't I can't I can I can go back to an um, it was a screenshot he took of of um, something. From like 2015 that he sent to me maybe a year or so ago, he's just like this. This is these were this is my initial thoughts about tip snaps, and, and it was actually tip pools. Back in 2015, 2016, he's he's thinking of this. So, and he was completely right about tip snaps, the direction of of like social media and where social media was going to go. So for me, it's a no-brainer. Like I'm working with a low-key genius right here that no one else kind of understands or appreciates, but I like recognize it, and then I said, well. Yeah, let me utilize my skill sets and work with his skill sets, and you know, together we've make make you know made a really good team. We work really well together, and uh, think because because we respect each other as individual as individuals and what we bring to the table. I think that's probably why we 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 mesh well. Where I know a lot of founders co founders don't really mesh as well. We um,
2: we do. Yep. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, you answered my next question in terms of just the the. the the, the yin and yang that you guys had in terms of skill sets and just kind of trusting each other and respecting each other's skill sets, um, I think that that's that that's really powerful. I, I'm curious because I think that this is, I think this is a really good question. You said that you you DM'd creators and you landed one, you know, fitness creator that that they got they had a million followers. How many no's or no responses did you get before you
0: landed that one? Yes. Yeah. Left on scene or not read, probably like two, 300, right. But like copying, yeah. pasting a message to a hundred, you know, literally, I didn't feel like spam. It wasn't from like a bot. It was literally me copying and pasting. And and I would like, you know, I I uh, staggered it like over like two weeks, right. So I wouldn't get like flagged by Instagram as spamming. So, you know, I was trying to pay attention to whatever they're they're restrictions were algorithm and levels were. So yeah, I didn't feel it wasn't spammy and it was truly like a call to action. Like, hey, you have a million followers, and uh, even if a quarter of a percent of them paid you 10 bucks a month for your fitness videos, like that's that's well as, as Vic says, that's that's wealth gap shifting money yeah. at scale. And um because a lot of even though people are famous, they're not necessarily rich. Sometimes they're broke. Yeah. Um so that is what you know, I think you know, fast forward you know, now this isn't news. Now it's the creator economy. You know, Signal Fire—it's a big VC firm who's really focused in on the creator economy, and they've estimated it's 104 billion dollars last year, and and Forbes signed off on that and published that number. Linktree just did a study that there's 200 million creators on on the, in on, across social media, and they kind of have tiers. So it's like a million followers and up—that's two million accounts have a million followers up. Uh, between and a hundred thousand and in a million, that's another two million accounts. And then between ten thousand and a hundred thousand, it's like a hundred million. Some some crazy numbers. Yeah. So okay, um, at, And then the the growth of CGAR, the growth rate's like thirty two percent. Fine. We know when we ask the average, you know, fifth grader, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Used to be doctor, lawyer. Now it's it's YouTuber, influencer. So more born every day. Uh, we think that saturation is happening as well both platforms, but also for creators to becoming more competitive. So, you know, it's it's all about, you know, the, the the funny thing, and there's good memes on the internet. It's like Web3 came along and blockchain and decentralization is here. And, and there's this good meme of this this dude at the gym holding up like a, a bike, like a gym bike, um, holding it like a, on like, I forget where it was, but like he was like in the air trying to pedal this bike on like a pull-up bar. And he was doing all this stuff and it it was a picture and it says, these are Web3 founders building for the creator economy, stuff that creators don't even need. And uh, what Vic likes to say is like, we are a common sense company, right? Like creators need USD today. Yeah, we're thinking Web3, we're thinking tokens, but they need USD quickly and they need to get paid on a regular basis and fans... Fans need a little equity too. And that's why we built not little, they need equity. They, that's why we built typical. So we're just always kind of, and we also feel like we, we come from places that are different than the typical founder that's getting funded. And we kind of know people that they probably would never talk to. And that's an advantage for us, yeah. right? It's not like, it's like, we're not out here, like we're in the streets every day, but we kind of used to be, you know? And that's some perspective that like, we just don't think, you know, we think it's really important from like a leadership founder perspective um, because creators are everyday people. They're from, you know, they're from from everywhere around the globe. So like, you can't just like look at subsets and say like, this is what a creator is. It's like, nope, creators look, they look like this, they look like this, they look like this. And you guys don't understand them, but we do. Like when we tell venture capitalists that black hair and beauty is worth a billion dollars, they do not believe us. But we know, and we scraped YouTube. YouTube has 1.5 million creators who upload around black hair and beauty. And we 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 scrape off hashtags. YouTube's not going to publish Meta or Alphabet's not going to publish this. Uh, black girl magic, curly hair, whatever. You know, we we had like 10 hashtags. 1.5 million creators and 1.6 billion videos around black hair and beauty. What happens when they say we actually want to get, you know, we want to directly monetize this content? Where does that, you know? That's yeah. that's an insane market that nobody's talking to. Patreon's not talking to them, not to diminish, but OnlyFans definitely isn't talking to them, right? Because we got a DM every every week. Like, is this like OnlyFans, but not OnlyFans? And we're like, you know, everybody's a creator, so we support those creators as well. But we also understand that that mainstream creators kind of want their own home, like their yeah. platform home, and we want to help service them. I know I kind of went all over no. the place, but you know, I,
2: I no, I I I love that because and the reason why I asked the question is, you know it's hard to take a lot of no's right it's hard to take a lot of no's and and you know it is important to hear like yes you sent this message 200 300 times and you finally got one yes once you got one yes the ball started rolling and so i think that that one i'm sure is probably like this kind of sigh of relief and excitement of like oh my gosh i finally got one but exactly what you said you know you're that one turned into the realization of your vision. Like you saw what was happening, and you saw that there was a real opportunity, and that one customer said, "Oh yeah, this makes sense. I could do this," and you were able to prove it out. So that's that's kind of perfect. I I, I love that. Um,
1: yeah, I think I think and I think it, as a startup, if you you have to expect you no, know, like that's, that's all we, we still get no. I mean, we get like, you just, you're just going to get a lot of no. And I think that's really what separates, you know, separates people is how, like, do you let them know? I mean, it's just, it's just, do you let those no stop you? Like you got to persevere. I tell Lionel, it's like, that's why we, we, we win. And that's why we're going to continue to win um, because I just don't stop. We just don't stop. It's like, you just persevere. And I think that's really um, if, if you don't have that kind of mentality, um, and I kind of compare it to like if you play sports, like you play basketball, football or anything, you play any competitive sport. It's just like, I don't care if you're six foot five. I, I'm i I'm, I'm going to beat you. Bad, like, I don't care. I want to beat you. to the. I'm going to beat you to the bass and I'm going to dump on you at some point in time. Might not be today. Might not be tomorrow. But I'm going to dump on you at some point in time. You're going to get dumped on. You. Trust me. And I think if you I think that's how you have to approach the energy of a startup, because if not, you'll fizzle out with three no's because. I mean you work hard for something and you really think you're you're showcasing something well somebody comes back to you and they just really don't be, don't believe you or maybe they don't believe in maybe they don't understand it or whatever, but you just gotta keep kind of pushing. And I think that's the key, key point I would want people to know is just like just gotta persevere. Just gotta persevere with everything.
2: And it also and it also could be as simple as they're lazy. <laughs> it's easy to say no it's much easier to say no than it is yes. And you're, you're right. Like I love the quote. It's, it's, I don't know whether it was Jordan, Coley, Steph, somebody said it. It was, if I've missed 12 in a row, that 13th shot's going to go in, right.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> you know? So, so it's it's that mentality of you just got to keep going because eventually the, the numbers will work for you, yeah. um, especially if you truly believe in what you're doing. Um, so, so we've talked a little bit about, um, some of the early stages, some of the challenges. Um, you've touched on the VC part of the conversation. And I'm very curious to kind of talk about this because on the podcast, we really haven't talked to in detail about fundraising. It's come up a couple of times, but not in detail. And so I'm really curious about, you know, you found traction. You have a product that has users. I think, I, I think last time I saw it, it was like 450 thousand users why is it easy for you to get vc money especially especially since 2016 because it's been booming <laughs> checks have been being written left and right like
1: what, what was that experience uh i
0: think i you want to start or you want me to
1: go i can I, I can start so i think we i think we um we calculated it um last i think we maybe had we had over 40 vc millions last year 2021 and that's when all of the money was poured into the creative economy. I mean, the most money had, that has ever been poured into the creative economy was poured in last year. A lot of Web three, a lot of uh, you know, just a lot of products, right? You know, um, I, I'd say the experience. Um, how can I? How can I put it? Now, just be really frank. It, it is. It is an experience that it is. It goes back to what we were just talking about about perseverance, right? Because you're, you're, presenting, you're presenting something that you've worked on to individuals who may know or may not really know the space well. And you're trying to convince them that the product that you have and your traction, and your vision, and your mission, and your, and your mission is able to be sustained through rounds, a series of rounds of funding. Because a venture capitalist's goal is not to just kind of fund you and you make money. They want to see you go from round to round. They want to know and feel comfortable that if I give you $2 million in seed round funding, you're going to go and you're going to be able to raise a Series A at some, you know, quadruple valuation, right? And so for Black and brown founders in particular, I think because we're not in kind of these homogenous groups of people who kind of come went to the same schools, they went to like Harvard, Stanford, they have this these background like these fame companies, you know, they work at Microsoft, they're Google, they're X This, X DoorDash, X this. Like if you if if you're not, if you're not in those circles or you're not in that group, I think you automatically, and especially if you're black or brown, you automatically start to get some some points down on the on the run because it just takes them more to kind of believe in you because you don't look like the typical founder that they see. Right. And um you know, so what we try not to do and what we've what we kind of do is we, we talk about this, Lionel and I talk about this often in our meetings. We say we, we try to control what we can control, right? Um, <clears throat> we, we can't control how their, their vision of uh, a founder looks or what they think a co-founder should be, right? I've, I've we've, we've gotten feedback about, you know, us and how we operate and our co-founders. And you're just like, I mean, it's kind of categorically false, but that was their interpretation of how they view us, right? Mm. You know, and... So what we do is we just kind of keep building and we keep growing and we do what we know is best for the company based on the grassroots level work because they're here. VCs are here. They're just trying to meet metrics. They're just trying to meet goals. They have their LPs to consider. They have their GPs. They have, you know, these, these partners that they're trying to fulfill and the founders, and it just kind of makes them more comfortable to invest in founders that they can say that they felt comfortable because, Oh, he went to, he went, he went to Stanford. So it was good versus, oh, well, this guy went to Howard, this guy went to Hampton, like, you know, that that doesn't resonate well. And so I, I think those are some of the, the underlying issues with the venture capital ecosystem that makes it really um, more difficult for black and brown founders to kind of gain traction in that space. However, I think what we've seen is, and what Lionel alluded to, like for an example, Web3, right? They poured so much money into Web3 last year, into products and this is no disrespect to any founder because we understand Web3 is that's where we're going. But they poured Web3 into products that founders that 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 our creators will never use, literally never use. And the reason I know they'll never use is because we got a DM in our IG today with a with a creator, and we we do payouts, you know, weekly payouts. Am I going to get paid this week? I mean, you get paid every week. But they're really concerned to remind the company. I, or ask us, are we going to get paid out this week? And it might be 200, 300 bucks for certain creators. They need the money. And so us having that kind of grassroots level experience in the space of the creative economy and understanding real people, what real people need, we build our products and we build things to help support them and, and, and kind of support the community. And I kind of let Lima dive in there too. I just
0: want to tag on it from the fundraising aspect and, and everything, Vic, you know, I co-signed But the, so we're, it's not like we haven't, we've had no success. We've raised a pre-seed round with some angel investors, which was, you know, also it's, it's almost a, like in the startup world, they basically, like founders, like the founder, the CEO typically, or the co-founders, typically sometimes that's your job, right? Like just fundraising. So it's all about your, your positioning of the company, how you, how you, uh, Kind of express the the opportunity, how you present it, and then where you're going and the vision for the company. Um, and back in twenty uh, January twenty twenty one, we we raised a small pre seed round, um, and there are great angels or guys that you know we were able to meet just through through you know online because they were interested in our space. Uh, you know, you get to know them. They're actively investing in startups and they were actively looking at the creator economy and they loved how, how we expressed it. I think, so Vic kind of alluded to it from a VC standpoint. It's not like we got a ton of no's, right? Like the fact that like Andreessen Horowitz is reaching out to you says enough, right? Like, sure. hey, we'd like to learn more about the We're like, sure, Andreessen, Spotify, or Shopify wanted to re- talk to you. Sure, Shopify, we'd love to talk to you, right? Like, but it's very much a, Hmm, keep in touch. Let us know when you get a lead. Um, or just let's keep in touch. And what that kind of signals to us is you are not our lead investor, which means which alludes to like there's a couple reasons why you're not ready to jump in, right? And and we hear this all the time. Investors are oftentimes driven by FOMO, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a it's kind of a, a follower game, right? Um, and, and you see that a lot. And so until you get that sign off, and and so the points against us are yeah we're not fame right we're like Johnson and Johnson the FDA you know Sony great co- organizations great companies but you know again not like you know not like at the at the at the forefront of technology per se or consumer technology um, maybe if it was maybe something more aligned with like I don't know uh, biotech or something or or, 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 or pharmaceuticals maybe we we it would work easier but this is a, our passion right. Um, again, uh, most of my background was actually media. So like I, I worked at Tony Music, Viacom, ESPN. So a lot of my traditional media background also kind of fed into, you know, moving into f- forward media. But I guess I guess if I could like summarize it, it's it's not that we've failed at fundraising. We closed the pre seed We were actively crowdfunding on Republic, which, again, Republic is um, it's uh they, they've got to like audit you. They've got to let you in. You can't. It's not like Kickstarter where anybody could create a project. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Republic is equity crowdfunding for startups and they have to kind of accept you in or they kind of reach out to you and bring you into their platform. So we're still very bullish on, on our fundraising efforts. We just want to make sure that we're raising at the right valuation. But what I would say to, uh, to founders, especially if you look like us, if you feel like you're on the outside looking in is, consume as much as you can around, you know, pitch decks, you know, traction off, they often say traction is everything. If that's the case, then, you know, we should be valued at like five. There's, there's startups who literally were founded in 2021 and said they're, they're basically, they do the exact same thing as tip snaps. They had no users, they had no users, they had no product and they raised a million dollars on like a $10 million valuation. Like, I don't want to name them, but there's like three of them by, by large venture capitalists. So it's it's not about traction. And we didn't necessarily talk to those VCs, but it's not just about traction. Um, it's oftentimes about the founder, what circles you're in. So, you know, it's not, it's not a great, it's not a great answer, right? Like and, yeah. and when we do raise like $50 million with traditional VCs, maybe I'd have a better answer for you. But right now, what I would say is um obviously if you could get traction on your own, if you could build like a, a revenue generating business on your own, focus on that. But if you don't feel like you can, you but you just need a little money to do that. Obviously, there's accelerators. I think probably accelerators are great for a lot of uh for a lot of startups. I think for us, considering how far we got along bootstrapped, for the equity that an accelerator is gonna take for the amount of money, probably unless it was like a non uh you know, just no equity, right. just like courses and stuff. But like, yeah, it for us it didn't make sense. But if you're if you're pre-product, pre-revenue, pre-market, pre-product market fit it might be a great. Great way, and you—I mean—that's like very common knowledge if you're really kind of paying attention. So, but yeah, we would like overall, yeah, we'll we'll confirm that. Like, we have four now; it's four hundred sixty-three thousand registered users. Last month, we had like eighty thousand unique visitors to the site. We did about—I don't care—we'll say it. we did about eighteen k in revenue last month. Um, You know, gross gross marketplace volume. um, You know, creators are earning money every day on tip snaps. and when it comes down to I'd say if like you're a large VC and you're looking at tip snaps, you're like, well, is this black and brown niche really that compelling that, you know, it's going to, it's going to beat the OnlyFans and the Patreons and whoever else, you know, uh, you know, meta Instagram is activating subscriptions for creators very slowly, right? They, why? Because they've got a huge working business model and ads, but they have to offer subscriptions for creators or else... Companies like us are gonna eat their lunch. Now, what are they? How are they doing it? They're rolling it out so slowly, they've activated like a thousand or so creators. Like it's like, it's a it's a fra- it's right. it's like peanuts compared to how many creators should be able to monetize. Why are they doing that? Moderation, right? If they just carte blanche, turn it on, I could just turn on subscription, set my price. There's gonna be a, a neo-Nazi making a hundred thousand dollars off Nazi videos on Instagram. So they can't do that. Okay, we get it. We, you, but at the same time, there are everyday people who deserve to be monetizing now. And imagine when or Meta figures out moderation. There's still, still, still gonna be the issue of equity, right? Creators, like right. the black TikTok strike didn't happen for fun. It happened because creators of color were coming up with the trends, as you said, c- driving and creating the c- culture and getting zero credit. And now TikTok released a, a credit feature but who cares? Like, who cares? The you money. Got Great. The like, I got credit. I like, got credit. You guys, you guys just ran, like, $100,000 worth of ads on top of my video that went viral with, like, 60 billion views or whatever. Give me some money. And right. and why aren't they doing it? Look, I think, I mean, ultimately, there's probably additional risk that maybe we don't, we're not even aware of. But we just know that as any form of media, like when there was, like, three TV channels, like CBS, ABC, and NBC – and then fast forward a couple decades there's a million TV channels and there's four magazines and fast forward there's a million magazines there was one type of radio station and fast forward there's a million radio stations one type of music and fast forward there's a million types of music it has to happen in the creator economy there has to be a home for the creators that we're specifically focused on and we're not even talking about tip pools and so when VC we like we're we're somewhat kind of ahead of the game and this time we're not asking we're just taking with tipples, right. we're just taking. And we know we could do it because we're gonna do it in a way that and we, we're not gonna, you know, kind of show all our hands here, but like we uh we're really bullish on tipple So hopefully we could talk about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting because there's this it, your business is just very fascinating because these social media platforms are all competing for attention, right? And so as a, as a new user of any social media platform, I'm just really, I'm hopeful that someone stumbles upon my content, right? But the moment I start getting those kind of natural stumblers, then it's like, oh, well, I've got 100,000 people and I'm still investing time, money to try to keep these people entertained because I am their new TV channel. But I'm not monetizing it. And so it's interesting because I say your business model is interesting is because as they migrate to a tip snaps, they're bringing their audience. <laughs> it's not like they're, you know, gonna start from scratch. They are they're bringing their audience and oh, by the way, other people's audiences are already in this in this place. So it's actually really interesting because a lot of other kind of creator economy companies, they have the chicken or the egg problem that they've got to balance, and you guys kind of address that because your suppliers already have their demand with them. They just need the ability to monetize and the, uh, the ability to to, to to pay it. So it's actually it's really interesting. I, I'm, I'm 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 shocked. I, I'm I'm generally I'm, I'm genuinely shocked that um, there was just that struggle. Um, to 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 raise funds and i and i understand like you said it's it's if you're not from that background of big tech or those companies that kind of operate in that silicon valley space you know it becomes hard to justify like okay well, why why am i going to give you a million dollars because of an idea on the napkin but I, you know from a from an economics perspective it's just shocking to me sorry go ahead
0: I just want to add one thing on what you, you just heard. It? I, so, like, I, I try to start raising money in 2018. Um, I met a, an amazing VC who did who did a lot of plugging for me, like trying to connections and landing meetings. Which I got, I got some good meetings. I'm gonna say I don't care. NEA, huge, right? Huge fund. Um, first round capital, quick capital. I spoke to all three of them in early 2018. Uh, this is before the creator economy was really coined. Like everybody, we were talking about the gig economy. We know that like food delivery service companies, is, they've like hundred funded funded hundreds of those type of companies. Even though there's like three huge ones who are already winning. Right. Um, I had a hundred thousand users within it within our first year of business. A hundred thousand registered users, and we did about six hundred k of volume, gross marketplace volume. I made my it's my first kind of pitch deck. Again, no, i have no don't know what a friends and family round is. Nobody in my family can invest. So it's like I have this thing, we have a hundred thousand users, we've done six hundred thousand dollars worth of, of volume. Our business model, we have thin margins, right? We pay out the creators 90%. So we have 10% of of our revenue. Yeah. And then from that, 5% goes to Visa MasterCard generally for, for payment processing, chargebacks, fraud, et cetera. So we're really like a five percent business, but still 60, you know, six, hundred thousand dollars, not bad, right? Like for a first right. year of business, one guy in his bedroom. Imagine if he had a little funding to scale this. This is 2018. This is before anybody heard of OnlyFans and Patreon really wasn't doing much. Um, and you know what? I heard back. This is influencer marketing. That ship has sailed. We've like, I'm like, no, this isn't influencer marketing. This is this, this is uh, yeah, they're influencers, but they're just charging their fans directly. So what that told me is after about 10 nos in 2018 looking back retro, retro with that type of traction one guy that says they don't trust our instinct right. Th- to me unless i'm if i'm the black guy from stanford harvard or i'm like in a fame company they might but i'm yeah. not and so you're just this guy off the street mm. you know and that's where we're like we're kind of tired of sugarcoating it and and you know there are a lot of black vcs out there and, and it is starting to change but even that it's not even just race. Again, it really is. So like, we wish, like Vic and I talk, like I have a sports background. I, I played soccer at Pitt and Vic played football. And so we both kind of, it's like, it's not like sports. Like sports yeah. or like a lot of other spaces, you just compete and it's just right there. But venture capital dictates the huge Fortune 500s of the future. They dictate who the next Zuckerberg is or Elon Musk. It's not just magic that they're, pure geniuses and they they just appear. No, like billions of dollars have been poured into these these individuals' ideas. And when none of those individuals are black and brown, well, then our worldviews get suppressed. And then of course, all the systemic like hiring issues and leadership and boards issues that are all out there today and where, where we are echoing, like trying to climb and say, hey, let us in, let us in. We And they're kind of like, yeah we should change things but right like like the only way we truly change it is when we have the ownership and we're not you know we're not on like full militant stuff here but like this is true it's it's true until we are like helming the companies at the leader you know at at the top and we're like all right this is how this organization is going to work we're probably going to keep running into the same issues. so we're pretty you could tell we're passionate about it because um no
2: it's real it's 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 real and i think it's 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 super important to Put it on the table. One of the things that I'm I'm big on is like nothing changes unless you don't unless you talk about it, right? And so, um, it's not placing blame. It's not pointing fingers. It's just being honest and saying like, look, this is the reality. This doesn't make sense for one guy on his nights and weekends that has a full time job can build this much traction, and no one or very few people are interested in being like, you know what? I'll bet on that. I'll, I'll bet on that, right? Like that 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 should be audited, right? That should be really, really investigated. So kind of one of the things I do want to talk about and kind of we've, taught, we've alluded to or talked about a little bit is you guys are working full-time jobs, right? You guys have built this company, it is growing, it's doing well, and you're still working full-time. I'm sure part of that is a funding topic or, or there's a component about funding, but, how has that how have you guys managed that like how, how have you guys managed working your full-time jobs you're both married fathers like how are you doing this because <laughs> because i tell you i tell you i'll be i'll be honest with you i quit my job last month i couldn't i couldn't balance it all <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're just i think i think we're
1: just maniacs i think that's the probably the best way to describe lionel's a, a super maniac he's a maniac maniac right? Like, i'm a maniac but he's a maniac Like. Um, me, no, yeah, just, yeah no, I mean it's just it's just the, it's just to drive. Like, so it's it's out of a function of a necessity, right? It's not like we we would prefer to spend ten, twelve hours a day on tip snaps and driving tip pools. Like, that's what we would prefer to do. That's you know. But we have we're we're, we're post revenue company. We're making really good money, but our money goes back into the company. We pay bills. We you know have our marketing, we have our support staff, so we're paying, so we're not paying ourselves. And in turn, you know, we have families like you alluded to, we have, you know, young kids, you know, daycare. We have the same kind of reality that most regular folks have, I mean, because we're regular folks too. So I think, and I think, I actually think that kind of gives us um, an advantage to a degree. It sucks because you're tired. Like, I mean, you're just really bust and hump. But it gives us an advantage because I just think that our our like the work, the time that we put in is just is it is it is we put in. Like yeah. when we're working, we're working. Like when we're grinding, we're grinding. Like I'm gonna tell you, I'm up, you know, I'm up all night on Twitter trying to trying to talk to somebody, email somebody. I'm I'm trying, I'm trying to do something like I'm all night, like oh, I can't stop. Like, and it's um it's just like I said, it's just something that you just have to be passionate about. It can't be, you know because it's, it is, it is a painful process to, you know, work a day job and then, you know, have these emails that you've just been feeling to respond to and get to with for tip snaps. You're like your passion and you just, and then you get to them and then, but then you're going all night and you have kids and your daycare pickups. I mean, it just really is a function of you got to really be in. Yeah. And, and like I said, again, like, we we, we we do, you know, we're expecting to do really well in Republic. Um, if you don't know, we're on Republic. Tipsnaps, you go to republic.com slash tipsnaps, go, you know, check us out there. We have some really good videos there to kind of showcase um, who we are as a company and what we're doing. Um, but, but in essence, we, we're planning to raise money there and we'll hopefully we plan to be able to quit, quit our jobs in the next year or so and, and be able to um, really devote the time that this company needs um, even though we're still devote the time that it needs, just kind of begrudging ourselves and sometimes our families, uh, which you know. Um, but but anyway, that's just kind of the nature the nature of it. I just I just tell Lionel, I just call ourselves maniacs. I, I tell him every day that like, we're just low key, we're just kind of maniacs with this. It's kind of ridiculous, but it's, it is. It's what necessity, it
0: is. as Vic said. You know, it's necessity. We got you got mortgages, you got bills to pay. Like I've mentioned, our margins we're ten percent business. Half of that goes to Visa, Mastercard. At scale, we could we can make billions. Until yeah. we have that that amount of user base, which, by the way, it's out there. Because if you look in, I mean, even June of 2022, if you go and look at natural hair and beauty creators across the internet, and you just start clicking around and saying how many of these creators are on Patreon or on another platform, they're not. And you could say the same thing about NCAA athletes. You could say the same things about comedians, comedians of color. You say the same things about children influencers of color. Children influencers have insane, like there's insane numbers. And how many of their fans and, and or the parents of their fans would like fund them, right? Five dollars a month and then it goes their college fund. By the way, we haven't even talked about tip pools. So like we're so bullish that like there's tons of opportunity. You know, we estimate it, you know, we estimate the untapped uh creator niches that we're focused on. Um it's it's you know about about 10 of them. Um, that's $15 billion of, of market opportunity. And then tip pools is, is just, it just complements it. So it's, um it's exciting. And we know that regardless of funding, like we're still going to capture a bunch of, or a bunch of the, the, the opportunity. So,
2: right. So, so I'm I'm curious, you're, you seem to be kind of a, a visionary when it comes to kind of tech and, and, and what the market's going to do. And so, you know, you, you think of tip snaps, it clearly proves you are right. You're thinking about tip pulls. Um, I 100% believe in this. Like, I, like I, this is this is the 1990s pay-per-view in today's ecosystem. So it absolutely is going to work. It makes sense.
1: That's a, that's a hell of a way to describe it. That's, that's true. Yes.
2: Yes. So, so now I'm sitting here thinking, what does TipSnaps look like in five years? Is it a ne- is it the next feature that's going to be revolutionary, or do you actually see the company evolving into something different?
0: No, we, I mean we want to scale, so we feel like we're just going to be. Again, I think um, what's really important for us right now is making sure that like we keep the vision of the company um, really tight, you know. Um, that's why, like, when we, when we close, when we close our next round or when we start to scale, just bootstrap, continue to scale bootstrapped, you know, when we start hiring leadership, you know, like we're literally like focused on, we need a black woman helping lead this company to ensure that where we kind of go culturally is in line, you know, that it doesn't change or shift. Um, so that's, that's specific to, to, to tip snaps because again, we're, we're kind of focused on niching. Right now, tip pools is kind of broader, right? We don't have to feel like it's it's very broad. It's untapped, and so we do think that there's a possibility, and that we're going for um, that. You know, tip pools could just be a utility, right? Because like mm-hmm. the, the 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 idea of the idea of uploading a picture and sharing it to your friends is a utility, but yeah. there are specific companies who are winning, right? And you know, the idea of Having a subscription behind your con or in front of your content, it's a utility. It has to happen. Crowdfunding is across all, you know, I guess, s- sectors of the Internet, whether it's so real estate investing. I use Fundrise. It's pretty good. Um, you know, equity crowdfunding, Republic. We're on it. Right. Um, you know, charity, me. GoFundMe. It's, I mean, it, so, so social media needs crowdfunding. And you, I mean, I love the way you express it 1990s pay-per-view or um, what would you do for a million, if if you got paid a million dollars, would you do this? So we really see tip pools as an opportunity to be utility for the internet. There are fan communities all over the internet, whether it's Reddit, uh, whether it's Discord, whether it's Telegram, these fans, or whether it's just in the comments on Twitter or Instagram, they are there. They care. They're DMing the creators, but the creators are too busy because they have a million other DMs. So how did the fans get any voice? How do they just say, this is actually what we want to see? We want to see you guys do X. I want to see you guys collab with this person. Do a podcast with that podcaster. That would be an amazing conversation. It's all in the comments, but how do we actually motivate the creators? Well, we all petitioned and we put five bucks against it and the 50,000 of us here, would you do it? They might. And so we really see Tip tip Pools as a utility for everybody. We think, yeah, the big creators, it's obviously really exciting to think like, what could we ask Cardi B to to Mm -hmm. collab with Nikki and finally squash that beef or whatever? Can we see Steph Curry do a three-point contest with Ray Allen? I don't know, like, you know, what what could we get big celebrities to do? But what Vic um, always points out, it's like, the, it's it's about the, the smaller creators. Imagine the TikToker with fifty thousand followers who could actually like pay their car note this month off a of tip pool. Hey guys, I'm I'm raising five hundred bucks. You guys want to see this happen? Just join the tip pool and I'll make it happen, right? So we're and and you know where else we're we're gonna take tip pools is free, right? Like we do think there needs to be a free option because like some creators may not want to make money off of it, or they may just want to get you know. But they want they need the co- cohesive like what do you guys what do, what do you guys want to see? And right. it's unfortunate that, you know, that, that it's not unfortunate, but it's unfortunate that they don't have that ability now. And so and yeah. other we know other companies are going to, you know, copycat, rip us off. You can't necessarily IP this, unfortunately. But we know that based off our cultural, you know, um, you know, pr, you know, yeah. North start. We know we're going to win in a different way than anybody else.
1: So I like one thing that Lionel always talks about that I that I agree with is in three to five years you'll see a a scrolling ticker across CNN and it's going to be from TMZ and it's going to be some really salacious tip pool uh, with with somebody that's just culturally and it's going viral and everybody's wanting to know and it's the same thing with ESPN there's going to be some tip pool about you know some some athletes competing doing something against one another you know one athlete say they're better so it's like one on one. Or dunk contest, or whatever right. you you name you name the niche, you name the type of uh, whatever it, it 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 just goes and that the, the beauty of that's the beauty of Tipples it goes across all niches. So it's it's just this kind of revolutionary. We call it a revolutionary feature that most people don't know they they need right now yeah. until they know they need it until, until they need yeah. it like that. And that's like with any kind of tech product. It's like I didn't really know I needed this, you know. And so I, mean, like, I didn't really know I needed calendar until so I need a calendar, like you need it, right? So it's, we view tip pools the same way. Um, we're bullish on it. We know it's going to happen. Um, so our goal is to kind of continue to um, right now as since it's really early, continue to kind of explain it in a way that people can kind of receive it and understand it and then kind of get people to recognize, like Lionel said, the utility of it. Like this is a tool that both fans can use and creators can use because a creator could use a tip pool just as well as a fan, right? Like the creator in essence can say, hey, you know, you know, I, I saw you guys in the comments saying you want this, I'll do it. I've set up a tip pool for a thousand dollars to do the content. You know, you guys subscribe, you know, because you got to come to tip snaps to you know, you have to be a member of Tip Snaps to even um to even to even sign up. So you sign up, you join the tip pool. And um, you make it happen, and so we just see it as a way that when um, we again we call it the ultimate fan engagement tool. It's a way for fans and creators to kind of get out of the comments and kind of engage with one another, but put some money behind it to make it valuable for everybody, right? And then, so us, it. Just makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, I I, um, I just had an idea. I'm going to create a tip pool. A versus Jay Z versus Drake, and then you guys should add like a betting feature where I could put my money on Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: that'd be that'd be really cool. Great feature. Yeah. I don't know
0: if our payment processors are gonna let us gamble. No, no, they would they, would.
1: they would. They <laughs> would. They would come gunning for us like tomorrow. they would be like, you can't. You gotta take this down like right now. <laughs> no, Fair that's enough. a great.
0: That's a great feature. People are gonna yeah. want that. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I, so, so I, I want to be mindful of the time, and I know we're going to probably going you know, to have to transition transition a little bit to some of the quick hitters, and of course, you guys can elaborate as you want. But I, I'm I'm curious, you know, as as a fellow entrepreneur in the creator economy, <laughs> right? Um, I, I I agree with you. I think that there's this every everyone's a creator. You know, we we we've, we've used all these different labels. Everyone's a creator, right? Um, and so as we kind of see this kind of, I'm going to use a web three term, decentralization of content, decentralization of media, decentralization of every single industry. Um, what are some of the, as you guys have thought about your business and you are kind of shaping your business for the future, what are the, the kind of massive trends that you're looking at and you're just like, hmm, that could be really interesting for us or that's really going to move the needle or this is a new opportunity for us to uniquely add value to our customers. Is there a specific like trend that's brewing that you guys are really excited about?
0: I mean, maybe we didn't, um, hopefully, maybe we probably hit, <laughs> we probably like spoke about this already with tip pools, but that, that's really where we see it. We, yeah. we think that aside from the niches of creators who are still kind of gaining the consciousness that they need to directly monetize and that regardless, irregardless of the incumbent platforms enabling and activating that kind of subscription ability, irregardless of that, we still know that there's going to be a need and value for a platform like Tip Snaps. We think that... Um, Yeah, that trend is that like, you know, there's saturation happening for creators like, you know, when there are, I think, I don't know, there's, you know, there's there's six million paying patrons on Patreon, you know, across like hundreds of thousands of creators and so many imagine when that 1.5 million uh, black hair and beauty creators activate subscriptions 1.5 million and and they're all going to make money. But, you know, after two months of subscriptions, maybe a fan's kind of like, eh, her content wasn't great or his content wasn't great this month. It's been kind of lackluster. I still like them as a creator, you know, but I, I wish they would. I wish that I wish is our trend that we recognize. I yeah. wish, you know, and I sound like um, said the entertainer has a funny joke. using that. But, but uh, yeah, like I think that's the trend. You know, we wish that. That you that that I this creator would do this, and, and that we think is worth billions of dollars, you know. And, and we know like anybody's paying attention would probably agree.
1: So, um, yeah,
0: yeah. how many That's times have we
1: wished that us athlete would compete with another athlete? Well, yeah. how many times have we wished that some person would be on the same song with another person? Like, how how, how much? I mean, how many times have we wished that, um, yeah. this one? favorite artists would uh, perform this song or would would do a you know do a duet with it like how how many times have you like wished something in the comments or just said it to our friends just randomly and casually and it just kind of is left in in the space it's left in yeah. the there like no one there's it, no action behind it there's no tip pools is the like it is an action now you have an action to those comments and they, like it's like kind of like Putting your money where your mouth is now like yeah. before you were just putting your, you know you were just talking and it was just like yeah i wish i wish. now it's there's a utility to put your money where your mouth is literally yeah. like i want to see this oh i can actively petition this i can show it to all my friends because we all like this same person and maybe that once it gets to a a level you know that creator will see it because once the money is there i don't care who create i don't care if it's fifty thousand dollars. You know, somebody's going to want to see it. You know, even major celebrities. If you got something a pot waiting for you for fifty k. You might want yeah. you might want to check that out. You might want to figure out what's going on there. You know, um, so we just you know we're really really bullish on tip pools. I just um, I don't think I don't I don't I don't even know how we can kind of describe the the excitement that we that we're receiving on social media. When, when we kind of just kind of tease content or like tease the concept of tip pools, it's just like, whoa, what is this? It's kind of like salacious, like, is this real? Is this, yeah. so it's like, it's, it's generating a lot of energy right now. So we're, um, we're bullish. I, I
2: I love the, I love the excitement because there's, um and, and, and I think for, for listeners, I think this is a unique opportunity because I think that, you know, for people that are looking to become entrepreneurs or, or they're in the process of being entrepreneurs, a lot of these platforms that they use today to try to grow their businesses are monetizing them, but they can't really monetize themselves. And so I, I also, in my mind, see an opportunity for listeners to be able to leverage kind of tip snaps in a, in a unique way and know this isn't sponsored or this is an ad. It's just kind of me, me thinking through it. But what's interesting about tip polls that also makes me excited is you've created a bridge between the art of the possible and reality, and like there's really no way to do that now. Everybody kind of monetizes what is, and you've you've saying like like Lionel, like you said, how can you present a opportunity based off of a wish, and um, and 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 that's a, that's a really cool. Um, so no, I'm 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 excited for you guys. Like I I I agree. I'm I'm bullish on what you guys are doing as, as your fellow creator economy entrepreneur. Like um I'm We're actively, bullish on what
0: you're doing too.
2: <laughs> I'm actively yeah. trying, I'm actively yeah. thinking about how how to leverage your how to leverage your uh-huh. platform for my business too. Um so 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 let's hit with some quick hitters and, and um, I'll get you guys out of here. What What books have you guys read that you'd recommend to other entrepreneurs?
0: Um, I'm actually being frank, I'm not huge on books. (laughs) Um, I'm really, I think, huge on uh, obviously, like, just I would say, because oftentimes, and I don't want to come from a place of like, uh, like, sound bougie or anything, but oftentimes I think people undervalue. like experience, right. Like even family members who are entrepreneurs who just want to like, Hey, I'm just not going to ever have a, you know, a formal work for, for anybody. I just, I'm just, you know, I'm going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. And I just want to encourage people. It's not that you can't be, but it's like, you've got to, unless you have this exceptional, right. Like ability that that's almost proven that you've like gotten confirmation, you're likely an average kind of not average person, but you're likely like most of us. And it, you get a lot of value working for others and learning from others. So do not, I would not say that starting a company at 35 is is, is a failure, right? Like don't, you know, 25 is probably great, especially in tech, but you really should um, work for people who are doing what you want to do or or like in the space and learn from them, work for companies who are doing things that that inspire you and kind of try and work for them. And then obviously there's, there's tons of like, like the internet has changed the game on, on accessing, it's like, it's, it's like, it's, it's so amazing what type of information is just out there little, even on Twitter feeds, um, on LinkedIn posts, on YouTube videos, it's all out there to be taken and there's opportunity everywhere. So I would say whatever you are passionate about, go to those Reddit threads, go to those reddit subreddits and look for opportunity if you want to be like there's a great thread on on twitter that basically there's there's probably a million businesses on in in reddit subreddits on sub subreddits like if there's eight, if there's 80,000 people in a the community there's a business to be had in that community what what are you really passionate and good at to to build a business there so that's kind of what you know there's you know there's uh publications like slashdot that's really good for nerds and and uh, you know tech people obviously there's a ton of great um tech tech uh publications but i, I that's me personally i th- i think it's like what are you passionate about get really ex like get become so like ingrained in it that you become an expert and then figure out what tech is needed for this community and that's yeah. that that would be the best and and before you do that don't just think you're gonna build this huge platform with no experience in building anything either partner with somebody, or if if that's not your skill set, are you really good at selling, right? Can you just build community? Can you build a hundred? Can you can you get forty? Could you get forty people to like like comment on on one of your posts and really be engaged with one of your posts, right? Are you a community builder? So there's so many you know pieces of value that anybody could bring to a company, um, but for entrepreneurs, yeah, that'd be my advice. Yeah. Vic, sorry if I. No,
1: that's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm aligned with you. I, I, it's going to sound really ignorant. I'm a doctor. It's going to sound really ignorant, but the best information that I've received thus far on startup is in, on Twitter. There's a huge contingent of VC, and Lionel put me on, there's a huge contingent of VC, um, of VC. That's where they live. They live on Twitter. And the phenomenal part about it, which I think is better than what you would get in a the book, they put these Twitter threads out explaining their process for finding, you know, finding companies, their process for fundraising, how you should be thinking about fundraising, how you should be thinking about how how a VC thinks about their their opportunity with you, like what their expectations are, what their what their GPs, their general partners, what their expectations are as far as what they're doing. And they, and they put them in these long Twitter threads and, and that information there is gold because that's current. And that is and that is the exact thought of the, the economics of the VC because VC is based on the economics of the world, right? So, um, you know, global economics. So they're literally sitting there and they're telling you this is, they're regurgitating to you what they know that their GPs are, are talking about. And so they're giving you this information in like 20, 10 years, like this wasn't available. Like you couldn't get, there wasn't a book for like you couldn't get this information. Like th- there, this information is right there and it's free and it's living on Twitter. And the, and the great part about it is you can engage these people and ask questions. And a lot of and they'll and they'll give you feedback. And so as a, as a person in startup, the best thing you could do. And and I will tell you, I was listen. I didn't want to get on Twitter. I mean, I wasn't on Twitter, but I got on Twitter, and I learned about. um Startup, startup VC, specifically Startup VC and Twitter. And I just kind of follow thread and I read and I ask questions. I reach out to people and you'd be surprised. They're, they give you great feedback. So that's my, that's my suggestion.
2: Both, both just really good advice and also advice we hadn't heard before, recommendations before in terms of, you know, I've heard the saying, I had a guest, Jason mentioned, he said, um, word of wisdom learn on someone else's dime. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's a very good point. Like, you know, your experience is, is, is a fantastic teacher. And then also the book of Twitter. Like, um, I, I also have not, I have a Twitter. I don't use it that much. I need to use it more, but you're right. There's, I've seen some of these VC threads and you're just like, holy crap. I could write five pages of notes off yes. of, you know, 10, 140 characters. It, it, it's it's meaningful and very useful stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it is. And I, you know, I, I, again, I was just like, I want to get I don't wanna get mixed into the twist. It's just, it's just a whirlwind on Twitter sometimes, but if you connect into the right population of VC, specifically VC Twitter and startup Twitter, so you're talking to other founders as well, because other founders are walking you through their problems. So particularly founders in your space, they're walking you through some of the problems that they're dealing with, and they're having discussions about the problems with yeah. other founders who are actively solving the problems. So you almost can get answers to a lot of the questions, and some of the questions you may not that you may not even have right now, but you will. There'll be problems that pop up or arise at some point in time, and they can kind of help you answer those. So I, I almost think it. it's like it's sad to say, but Twitter is the best place for you as a startup founder. Period. It, you just kind of got to live there.
0: And we're not saying like, don't read books, like absolutely read books, (laughs) read as many books as you can, fundamentals. And I'm sure that there's like more modern books that really kind of help you deep dive. And honestly, it's probably one of my weak points is I probably but I'm just I feel like I'm so laser focused on what's happening that, you know, and I have a ton of background, I have a ton of formal education. And I, I read all the time, but it's more about like, what do I need to consume to best service our business, right? And that's kind of where we are. And um, they just happen not to be, we don't feel like it's like in a book. It's, it's probably more, like alluded to on Twitter, like literally maybe consuming some content from a creator dancing is more valuable for us uh, yeah. than, you know, I don't know, you know, something about how to like make my pitch. Oh, by the way, Fiverr and Upwork. So for what you're not good at, please hire others. That's one huge piece of advice. And maybe that's a question. Hire others. And there are incredible, talented people offshore who just for now, they're working at incredibly low rates. Uh, But uh, yeah, don't feel like you have to learn everything. That's definitely a mistake I made. I felt like I had to learn everything myself, do it all wrong. Do what you're good at, hire others early on with your own money if you could get it, um, if you have a little extra and get stuff done.
1: Yeah, I agree. Recognize your strengths lean into your strengths really hard and for the for things you're weak at and you're not good at find other people to help support you that's that is that is the truth i you're not going to win without that because if you try to conquer worlds that just aren't yours <laughs> that just aren't your thing i mean you you're just you're just spinning in and you're outside of your space and your comfort zone when you could be devoted to what yeah. you're good at and really be driving right and uh, i think that's important
2: I love it. I love the laser focus. What's uh, what's what is a question that I should ask the next guest?
1: Um,
0: you asked some good questions, so I'm kind of stumped. Um, <laughs> Thank
1: you.
0: You know, I guess uh, <clears throat> maybe you're gonna ask this, but like, you know, what would you do different? Maybe, and maybe you're gonna ask us that, but um, actually, I am cheating. That was on your list. But we just didn't get to it and maybe we we're going to end so uh but yeah that's pretty we definitely could look at that and, and i think we kind of alluded to some of that which is like hire others don't feel like you have to learn it all do it all yourself um really laser focus become expert at what you think you're passionate about because if you have the passion you know we're passionate about social media about media about the creator we care like we we're fans of, of so many creators so like it's easy for us to be passionate about this and then we're passionate about building equity. So it's like really easy. Like if you get a thousand nodes, if you believe in the thing, you're, you're not going to stop. You're just not going to stop. So like, you could like just till the wheels fall off. I mean, not to your detriment, right. Um, there's, there's a really bad episode of shark tank where this guy built this game that nobody was going to play. He sold his house. He got a divorce. He sold his car and he had no, nobody cared about this game. And it was really sad to see this guy kind of, he never was ever going to quit on it. So, like, obviously, you still got to live in reality. So, don't leave reality, stay in reality. But also, as Vic said, like, you know, we're not quitting, we're not losing, we're not quitting. So, like,
1: yeah. yeah I think that staying in reality is, I think that's the reason why we're still working that day job. I think that's really the key is to, really, you know, because it could have been really, it, it wouldn't have worked for me personally, but you could have easily said, I'm just going to quit, and just live in my passion. I'm just going to yeah. do this. But that doesn't, that doesn't really, that's, that's, not our, that's not black and brown people's narrative most times. You know, some people can, um, and it's really good if you can, and I would encourage it if you can, because you can really have time to build your product. But just be mindful that, you know, you're going to have to experience, if you're not in that position, don't just kind of jump yeah. off the ledge if you haven't prepared. You know, yeah. I, I know you prepare, but like <laughs> some people will just jump off the ledge and just be like, I'm going to make it happen because I'm happy. Doesn't work like that. That might work for other people who have family backing that can support them, that can pay stuff and stuff go bad. We don't have that. We don't. We we don't have that. So I would just say, just do what you can do, just to stay afloat with your with your. You know, stay afloat. But then kind of just, and I say me stay afloat, make money to support your family, support yourself, but. Keep that passion kind of burning and just do what you gotta do. And I think that's what black and brown people are really good at. And I think that really gives us the advantage over many of our counterparts is they haven't really experienced some of the pain and the, and the historical, like generational pain that we've experienced within this country to kind of know how to grind and grit it out. Like yeah. they're not experiencing that. And while I often talk about it on Twitter, it's just like the black and there was a big deal like when the downturn, the economic downturn recently happened is all VC Twitter, all startup Twitter was dooming. and doom. Like the world's closing, no more money. There's no more funding. Everybody's slowing up. da 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 people Fire people. And all the black founders are looking at each other like, nah, everything good here. Because we've been used to the grind of, you know, we've been, I call it the streets. We've been in the streets. Like we've been here. We know people in it. We're grassroots. We're like in the trenches. We know the people we're working with. Nothing changed for us. Not one thing. Matter of fact, our stuff got better. Or yeah. during this downturn, because it's just it's just a way we're just we were built this way because of our experiences. And I just say, just live in that, live in that passion that you you you're doing something now that your ancestors were not able to do. Yeah. Particularly if you're a black and brown, like you're doing something you're they you weren't allowed to do. You weren't even allowed to dream in this way. So do whatever you got to do to get to your dream, but be smart about it and make the decisions. Okay. And I, I I love
2: I love the point you made. It's just like, can you get forty of your friends to support what you're trying to do? Because that's a litmus test, right? That's a good litmus test because if, if they're real friends, all forty of them will say, "This is stupid." <laughs> but but you know, if if it's got legs, you know, I think that that's a good that's a good check mark to say, you know what? Okay, now I've got to do the preparation, right? And 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 I love what you said, like there's a, there's a, if there's a game, I think black and brown founders, we have a healthy amount of defense, as much as we want to play offense, we have a healthy amount of defense. And so I think there's, there's a power in that there's a value in being able to think through, okay, how do I prepare for this big leap that I'm going to make? And if I don't need to take a big leap, I won't, if I can turn my business profitable, like you guys have, without leaving my job, I just have to grind it out, and you know, and, I, and I think that that's that's just great words of wisdom because I think that there there are moments where I think a lot of people feel like they can't do what they can't achieve their goals just because I don't have enough time. I don't have okay. We'll I'll scale it back. You know, try to try to do it within within the realm of your control. Um, what,
1: what I, what I I want to add to that one point what I tell Lionel and what I say with, with me and it's hard is you got to, you got to pick and choose like your, where you go, like your day, right? Like you have to pick and choose where your passion is going to go. that day. Is my passion, is my passion going to go on these work emails that I'm just working? Is that going to be like my full passion or am I going to, de- or am I going to save that passion for my passion, yeah. right? And something that's going to build me and build generational wealth for my family. The day job, I'm not knocking the day job. We have them; they're great. Everybody needs them, you know. That is what sustains us. I'm not knocking, them. but I'm just saying, don't put your all that, like everything you got there, and then you leave your business, and you're so tired that you that you can't even send an email with your business after work. You 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 literally have to just say no. Nah. I'm gonna take that easy. I answer that well. It doesn't have to be great, but I'm gonna really go go ham because this is my thing, and this is what's gonna bring generational wealth to my family. Because these folks aren't giving to me; these folks I, are taking. They're taking from me. I need to put. I need to put my energy, my mental prowess, my every, my my being <laughs> here. And I yeah. think that's.
2: Yeah, I, I I've said this quote a number of times on on the podcast, and it it came from a season one conversation. It was. My job is my side hustle, and 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 I keep my side hustle in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it under control, and I have unlimited energy and time for my business. And I think that that mind shift is is is, is super powerful.
1: Absolutely, keep it in a box and I like that. Keep it in a box and just because I think the uh, the opposite was. Like before, you you awaken to this entrepreneurial landscape. You were you we as black people were told get a good job at this good company, go to a school, you know, get all these degrees and do this, and then you'll be this. And then you get there, you just like, hmm, these people aren't letting me in anywhere. They're not letting me grow to my potential. I can't meet my potential here. I can't be what God has intended me to be here in this space because it's they're just systemic. Things are in place that, that are going to keep me here. It's hard for me to get there. Yeah. So instead of putting your energy trying to get there, if you have a dream, you put it there. And you put the other thing, like you said, in a box. You keep it on chill. You do what you got to do to keep keep the day going by, not get fired. <laughs> just do your work, do it decently. Yeah. And then you put your passion here. And that's, that's the way I take it.
2: That's awesome. I appreciate it. I don't think this has been incredible, man. This is, uh, this
1: thank is, you. thank you. Yeah. This is an awesome podcast. Man. Thank you. I hope, man. You I are it. awesome.
0: We're so excited for, for you. Yensel, like, dude, you're, you. we'll, we'll be watching this Amazing. podcast in a few yeah. years and like, yeah, remember we were, you know, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll,
1: we should we'll be on the beach somewhere. Yeah. We'll be around. Yensel's dope, man. How's Yensel doing? Oh man, we did, we're doing, you know, one billion ARR this year, you know, we're doing excellent. Like that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. You're buying drinks, dude.
2: Hey man, we're going <laughs> to, yeah, listen, listen, we're going to grow these things together. Like you said, um, yeah. you, you the, the creator economy is growing and you know, it's 200 million uh, people that are making media. I think that there's at least 60 to hundred million knowledge workers who aren't making media that don't even realize they're creators yet. So I, I think that we, our our companies together are really going to be shaping the future, and I'm excited for us to 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 have connected this early and uh, support each other and grow um, and change the world. Sounds crazy, but we're doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> true, man, that's we're changing the narrative, and then while we're doing it, we're going to pull we're going to pull the young boys from and, and women from from behind us and bring them up. That's the, that's the goal. We, we, we're nothing if we're not pulling them back up. You know, from behind us. That's 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 the, that's the key. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. All right, guys. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, bro. Thank you, man.
2: Thanks for tuning in. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, connect with us on Instagram at behelpful underscore. Lastly, if you want to be helpful and share your own entrepreneurial story, please email us at behelpfulpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.